Hey ladies, this is Underwired. Welcome to the show designed to uplift and support women all over the world. Hey, hey, I'm Lindsay. They call me the kindest kahuna and the imaginal connector. I love puppies, travel, great coffee, and all of you out there who love humanity. I'm Betsy Weersma, a serial entrepreneur and lover of doing good and having fun. My passion is connecting hearts and souls with art, ideas, and adventures. Hey, I'm Shay Sparks. As an energetic catalyst and fearless communicator, I love to have great conversations with amazing people. And I'm Sunny. Mom of four, here to shed light on what really matters. Together, we are underwired. And now for the show. This is going to be a great show, everybody. Yeah. The crowd goes wild. Then the crowd goes wild because we are underwired and we're ready to be here to lift and support all of you women and men out there who are looking for some really good ideas for how to be your best self, how to stay inspired, how to stay fit. Happy, healthy, and I have no idea why we just had a phone ringing in the background. <laughs> what I love about this show is you never, ever know what you're going to get. So, for today, because we love you on Underwired, we're going to be talking today about entrepreneurship. And I just wanted to share with you a little tiny bit about entrepreneurs and entrepreneuring. Uh, I've been doing this a while. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 24 years old. That's when I started my first company. And I will just say that this conversation is one of my favorite topics of all time. So we're going to kick it off with a B word today. And Betsy is going to share with us our entrepreneurial B word. And then just remember, ladies and men, all of you listeners, I got to say this differently. Everybody who's listening, I love you. We don't care what you are. Just listen. We're going to be doing our B word, our R word, our A word. And then we've got some really fun things with wow and interviews and all kinds of fun stuff. So stay tuned. Betsy, take it away. Hey, 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 I've got the B word today. And my word for entrepreneurs, because like Lindsay, I've been an entrepreneur since dirt. I started selling macrame bead bracelets in fourth grade, and I made $40 a profit with my best friend, Mary Elliott. And so I just have only known being a serial entrepreneur. And my B word is busy. How are you getting busy in your business? Now, for this segment, I did a little bit of homework, and I got to say I didn't memorize it. So I'm going to read a little bit of this. Let's talk about stats about entrepreneurs in the world. There's 582 million entrepreneurs. That is a huge amount of people. Small businesses make up 90% of all global companies. So this isn't just in America. This is for the whole world. There's an estimated 213 million companies worldwide. So of that, 90% of that are entrepreneurs. Around 50% of small businesses start in the home. I called mine the world headquarters even though it was next to my stack of laundry and it was on a couch and a TV tray. For those of you who might remember TV trays, that's how my small business started in my second bedroom. Sweet 2BR, I called it. And then the most popular reason for starting a business is to be your own boss. Um, I also did a little bit into the top 10 businesses for 2023, and I want to share these with the ladies because I think they're going to have some comments about this. The number one, which I had never thought about as an entrepreneurial business, is owning a vending machine. Now, isn't that wild? Because I never even thought about that, but you make (laughs) 40 to 50% on every dollar right? You buy wholesale, you have low startup costs, solid cash flow, except the whole thing would be like 
stocking the vending machine, I would think would be really a lot of work, but I digress. The second one is virtual assistant. The third one is web development and design. The fourth one is digital marketing, affiliate marketing, graphic design, food delivery, sell your crafts. So I am on trend selling my crafts on Etsy, uh, drop shipping business, app development, online tutoring. So uh, everyone's buzzing about entrepreneurship, but my first word busy means taking action. Uh, you know, we can dream and dream and dream. And many of the ladies on this uh, beautiful show are entrepreneurs and are very uh, interested in new ideas, but you've got to go from your head and your heart into the world to take action. And so I really have found that as an entrepreneur, taking action for me means making a plan, setting goals and measurements of success, adding a timeline, and adding a budget so that you really have all the components lined up for whatever it is you're trying to do. So goals and objectives, and then how do you measure those, right? Whatever that is, number of clients, money, etc a timeline for what you're taking action on, and then an actual budget. So ladies, entrepreneurs, or you hang out with entrepreneurs, uh, tell me some of your best tips in the entrepreneur world to get busy, B word, getting all busy. Um, Lindsay, I'm gonna start with you since you are the queen of all things, entrepreneurs with Imaginal Ventures, your company that coaches entrepreneurs. Yeah, wow, uh, you know, the word busy, I love it and I hate it. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, how many things can I do at one time? Stop, you know? And yet I love being actionable and knowing that taking inspired action is really the way to go. So part of what I would suggest is leaning into your business and really thinking about what inspires you, what lights you up, what makes you happy, and then do that and do it first and do it with love in your heart because your business and all of your clients or customers, however you look at them, they will be all that much better because you got busy being who you are and being intentional about doing what lights you up. Being happy. Yeah, I love that inspired action. Absolutely. Because I think uh, I'm guilty of, you know, mega multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> like so many things and uh, the the curse of too many ideas, which I accuse Lindsay also of having because we hang out and have them together. Uh, and uh, so, yes, inspired. Actually, I love that. OK, I'm going around my screen. Uh, so I'm going to go up to Sunny. Sunny, what about you? And because I know as a journalist, too, you know, it's almost being like entrepreneurial in every way you tell a story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, you know, if I'm going to start like a new adventure or whatever um, and to get to that point of, of being busy, because like we've said, you can have like a bad busy and you can have a productive busy. But if you want to have more of that productive busy, I found that you need some sort of support system behind you. I think that is just huge. Um, so that could be friends. That could be other colleagues. Uh, one business tip that I have that has really been a lifesaver for me is getting a business coach. Um, for me, she's like, it's, it's someone, yeah, I pay her, but like, she's always in my corner. She's coming up with new ideas. So many times when I've been stuck on something, she's given me like, you know, possibilities of how I can move forward. She encouraged me to get an assistant because I was just pulling my hair out in a million different ways. You know, all those kind of things. It's almost like self-care a little bit because we forget that as entrepreneurs, we just like go, go, go. And I think too, because um, I'm able to run my business out of my house, 
there's not a clear line of like personal space and, you know, my business space. It's kind of like one and the same. I will do something for my kids and then I will, you know, do something for work. And I kind of do this whole balancing act. Um, but yeah, I think that support system is huge. Highly recommend finding the right business coach because you don't want just anybody. Um, but if you can find that kind of connection, someone that's in your in your court and willing to help you so you can have that productive busyness and accomplish what you need to accomplish. Huge. Absolutely huge. For those awesome. of you listening out there, that would be me. Call me and Shay, who's also a coach. So just putting it out there. Plug. Shameless plug. No. Shameless plug. People on this call are dedicated to help you in many, many ways. So so again, we're we're saying so under this topic of busy, I really want people to hear it's movement into strategic action. It isn't yeah. busyness, which is wasting energy mm -hmm. and fluffing around. It is saying, where is my, as Lindsay kind of brought up, my lights on energy? What's bringing me energy and how am I moving ahead in my business? One of my favorite entrepreneurs is next, Shay, who is a, uh, not only a coach, <laughs> but also, you know, a podcaster who does entrepreneurial podcasting. So Shay, what is your advice under busy? Well, I love this topic because um, just you and Lindsay, and I were able to get together recently and have this play this fun board game called Transformation, where I was stuck in the physical plane forever the entire game. And I really had to do some thinking about that. Like, what in the world is going on that I am stuck in this plane? And I really found myself in the busyness of being busy. And I was totally focusing on the wrong things. Instead, I took a step back and did some self-care, like Sunny mentioned, and really tapped into that inspired action, like Lindsay said, and really focus on my physicalness. Where am I being called to go? Well, it just so happens I live in Florida and I've been called to go to watch the beach at sunrise. And then that <laughs> is what sets the tone for the day sets that meditation, and then I can go get busy mm -hmm. on my task that I have written down and they are in, you know, with the flow rather than uh, scared and freaking out and anxiety with it. Oh, I think that's a fabulous addition to busy is that centering what you just said, like centering yourself to start your day, getting clear about what's ahead and then prioritizing what is good for you. Okay. Well, the B word this time was about getting busy, moving ahead with inspired action for your business. So that's a little tip there, but let's head on to the R word. All right. The R word. That's me guys. I get to do our R word today. So R stands for risk. I feel like sometimes when I say that, I'm like Sesame street R stands for risk, <laughs> but as an entrepreneur, <laughs> you're going to have to take some risks. The question is how risky are you going to be? Now I did this fun little exercise when I was planning this segment and I did some Googling for like online, like risk assessment quizzes, because I thought maybe we would do that today, but anything I found online was, it wasn't about being risky. It was about being stupid. It was like, you know, would you do this crazy thing? If you'll do this crazy thing, then buy a, a vending machine, <laughs> buy a vending machine. You're a risk taker. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's just stupidity, right? You have to be able to use discernment on, you know, business decisions and things like that. Mm. I do consider myself a risky person. 
um, when it comes to business. And I was also kind of risky in school, which I kind of view as the same thing. It's like planning for your business or planning to work, right? I made some pretty risky decisions in school about where I was going to go to school. I transferred my senior year. Everyone was like, oh, you're going to lose all your credits and whatever. But I knew I had to transfer to go to a different school to get a better degree. So I have a history of going with my gut and being a little bit more risky. Um, but uh, I wanted to bring everyone else into the conversation and ask you guys, do you consider yourself risky as an entrepreneur? And what does that look like? Does anyone have any examples or anything that you've done that have been a little bit more risky in your business? I'm teacher, going. who are you gonna call on, teacher? <laughs> Lindsay <laughs> already said she wanted to go. I, I gotta go. Just go, gotta Lindsay, go. go. Just creating this show yeah. is massively risky yeah. on so many levels. You know, when we first started, the four of us came together literally last August. It, you know, it was not even six months ago. Yeah. And here we are talking about stuff and we're putting ourselves out there every day and we have technological issues and we look like, you know, what are we doing today and tomorrow? <laughs> I love the kind of risk that we take every single day. We're going to put ourselves out vulnerably. We're going to show up authentically and crap happens. That's yeah. life. <laughs> if you can take that attitude and then apply it to any project or business, it'll succeed. You just have to surrender and roll with it. Otherwise you're going to end up, you know, not liking it very much. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody I resemble, else? I resemble that remark. I'm sorry. I do have technological <laughs> hell, um, but there's angels in heaven named Mike and Nyla, and they come down from heaven. And they Our production make, angels. There you go. They make life possible for us. Um, so I, I want to say I just wrote a big newsletter and blog on this about um, in the old days, I would like take risks and micromanage and force and, and in the new days, and for many of you that are listening, I'm really trying to get more into the flow of prayer and in meditation, as Shay said at the beach, uh, however, I'm a little farther from the beach these days, but I'll be there very soon. And, uh, and really saying, okay, God, how do I serve best? with the connections that are meant to be. So I am in a current risk situation, which I'd like to point out risky versus risque. Uh, and I'm not risque with my tight buttoned up shirt. I just like to point that out in case someone was saying risque. And mis okay, I digress. I have put about $5,000 into an idea to try to sell my products to museum stores. And it's either going to work or not work. And I own, you know, 300 pieces of clothing, of my art clothing, and it's going to be purchased or it's not. And, you know, $5,000 is real money for me because yeah, I'm a small business. So I'm just saying, again, um, sometimes right now, me, uh, I take the risk and I'm putting it out there. But you know what? If the museums don't buy it, the wineries will buy it. If the wineries don't buy it, Lindsay will buy it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will own 300 shawls soon and she will wear them everywhere on her cruise ships when she is hosting heck so. yeah all right that's my little risque risque well, right. I'm it to, to shay i think shay what's your risque risque well i think just owning a business is risky right i mean mm -hmm. not risky would be just working a nine to five 
So really that whole thought process of, oh, wow, can I really leave my line to five and start something? I mean, that's a risk. And I remember way back when, when I decided to do everything that I do, it was like, oh my gosh, can I really be vulnerable? And that being vulnerable was just a risky saying the things like, I don't know what I'm doing was super risky. I never in a million years would have said that out loud together in a sentence all to, like, no way. Uh-uh. But now I just look at risk as curious exploration and being able to just open the door to it and go, hmm, what's in here? What do I need to learn? What do I need to take from what I what's in here? Who do I need to connect with? And maybe just hopefully some of that's going to propel us to the next level. So that's literally how I look at risk now. And, and you know, it helps I that I that. I studied fearless living. So it. I love that, Shay. That's so awesome. And I had an opportunity recently. I think I have a really good segment here for this, Sunny. Yeah. Uh, I introduced myself to a woman who owns a restaurant here in Daytona Beach. I won't say much about her because the video tells it all. Her name is Lena Maggio, and she has owned a restaurant here for 20 years in historic Daytona. She's amazing, and she moved here from Honduras. So amazing cool story and i think we can roll the clip cheers ah welcome everyone this is my friend lena she is the proud owner of the cellar restaurant i wanted to take a moment just to really honor you lena for being an entrepreneur who moved to the united states from honduras and who has owned the cellar restaurant here in daytona beach florida for 20 years yay uh-huh so tell us a little bit about why daytona why here and why the cellar? Um, well, my husband is a professional chef from the Culinarian Institute of America. He actually did his externship in Italy and that's his expertise is Italian food. That's why the Italian food um, is uh, the focus. In uh, Daytona Beach, we just love Florida. We absolutely love it here. Me too. And we picked the building. So this building was perfect because um, it was a small and quaint. It has history. So that was probably the attraction to to the building, not necessarily to Daytona, but I am lucky it was in Daytona. Yeah, I think the same. She's right in the historic district of downtown Daytona. And for those of you who haven't been here, this is not where the Speedway is at all. So it's a part of Daytona that's so overlooked sometimes. But I digress. I want to talk about you. So tell us a little bit about... What kinds of things, what risks did you feel like you had to take in order to be here, in order to start this beautiful restaurant in this place that was not even your home? This is kind of huge. Well, this, um, the risk was coming and doing food that was actually not expected. Mm -hmm. So we were not doing pizza and meatballs and lasagna. I am not saying that that stuff is no good. Of course it's good but we were going to do something different. So we took, uh, our food is mostly from the northern part of Italy. So that's where we take most of the concepts from. Um, we love that area. We have researched, researched it uh, completely <laughs> and um, brought our preferences. Um, and risky, yes, because any business is a risk, but uh, we embrace it, we believe in it. We work hard, and at the end, it did work. No, it really works. And if you haven't been here, the food is amazing. So one of the questions that we do have is about resilience. And I know that that is the word of the day for our um, 
Underwired podcast. And I think it's important for people to think about what are some of the hurdles you had to overcome and how did you maintain your strength through all of that? Because you know it happens. It's entrepreneuring 101. Yes, uh, entrepreneuring is interesting. Uh, for example, I didn't know the value of zero until I had my own business. So because the first year we did operate on red the entire year, we lost a lot of money. Uh, so on the second year, we I was so happy because we made nothing. So zero was a good number. So, but I wouldn't know that until I own my own business. Yeah. So working for free wasn't what necessarily what I thought it was going to be, but it was for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, the main thing is uh, I absolutely love what I do. I have passion for my work. My husband does the same thing. He does the equal job that I do in the dining room. He does it in the kitchen. And he, I mean, his work is just phenomenal. And I don't apologize for it, just so you know. (laughs) Ever, never, never, never. And I think there's three R words here. We have risk, reward, oh, maybe four, keeping it real and resilience. So what I love about Lena is that she's willing to totally be herself and she will share everything that she is and puts herself on the line every time that she serves a delicious oso buco, or probably the most amazing chocolate tort I just had a few moments ago. So Lena, thank you so much for being you and for being a resilient entrepreneur who has made our community and quite frankly, my life, just an amazing place to be at this time. So thank you. You're very welcome. And I think very important, love what you do, have passion for what you do, and your dignity should never be for sale great answer and with that cheers everyone how cute cheers that was awesome awesome. yum i can't wait to go there her i know sounds fabulous such great (laughs) advice yeah Mm -hmm. from a totally different perspective you know someone that you know just kind of started her own business, came from another country, like started, like she said in the beginning, she lost money. Like, I mean, how many of us in in the first year or so of our businesses, it was like, can I pay the bills? Can I pay for this platform I'm purchasing right now? Mm -hmm. Beautiful story though. I love that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah and I, good job, Lindsay. She, yeah, Lindsay, you did an amazing job. The, I guess to wrap up this segment, I would say, and, and I feel like a lot of these stories are coming back to it, is don't let fear hold you back. We say this a lot on this show, mm-hmm. and, and I think there's going to be a, a huge opportunity for people that have never thought about being an entrepreneur before to become an entrepreneur. And don't think that, oh, I don't have experience in this, blah, blah, blah. Go with what your heart is telling you. Go with what your gut is telling you, because I believe the other pieces are going to fall into place. So we're going to have a lot more entrepreneurs moving forward in the future. It's going to be beautiful. Just go with what you're passionate about. And I, and I promise things are going to things are going to come together. And if you so, really like candy, two words, vending machine, <laughs> vending machine, you can like one for me, one for I, the machine. You know, I've got four kids, Betsy. I don't like vending machines. Every time I walk so, past them, I so lose a lot of money. Machine. It's hot. Something girls, I'll it tell is you hot. about my multi-year experience with a vending machine company someday. Okay. That on that yeah. note, we are moving on. So we've done the B segment. We've done the R segment coming up after the break. We've got our A segment to wrap up our beautiful word. So we'll be right back. Peace out. 
and welcome to United Network News. I'm Sunny Gold. Now let's check in with our ground command, Kimberly Gogan, from the office of The Guardian. And she has her whiteboard. Hi, Kim. going to be. It's up to me. It's up to all of us to come together. I'm Sunny Gall. Join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for The Real News. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Not only is that a hello from a pirate, it also means it's time for the third of the BRA. I know we're so subtle with spelling out BRA. It's time for the A. Hit it. Our A word of the day is adapt. As most of you know, I am a friend of the military and the veterans, and they have this phrase called improvise, adapt, and overcome. And it just makes me think about when the 2020 happened and the whole buzzword was pivot for entrepreneurs. You got to pivot for business owners. You got to pivot for in-person services. You got to pivot. And for me, I really got irritated with that word. I don't know about you all. And so I love the word adapt because it really makes you look at it in a different perspective of, well, if I did improvise, because what is improvisation? Really, it's just trying it out and seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. And some people say they throw the spaghetti against the wall. And then the adapt is going, oh, well, let's see what worked. Okay, that did work. So let's move forward. And that's the overcome piece. So I love the adapt. So I'm just curious about my girls. You know, we talk about so many different things with the the risk and the busyness and entrepreneurship. How do you adapt and how do you know when to adapt? Lindsay, I'll ask you first. Oh, man, this is one of my favorite words, Shay. Thank you for asking me. I I think that adaptation is really that notion of knowing. It's that inner trusting. Sunny calls it following Mm. her gut. I think Betsy uses, you know, hearing it from God. I call it, you know, just that there's this sense of just knowing it's the right thing to do. And adapting doesn't always mean changing everything. It Mm. means subtle little shifts and discernment around what those shifts do to an outcome you're trying to create. So one of my favorite questions to ask when entrepreneuring is what is the experience you're wanting to create? Is it an experience for yourself? Is it an experience for your customer? Is it an experience for someone else? What is this experience that you're up to with this business? Because obviously with no customers or clients, there is no such thing as a business. It isn't, it doesn't exist. So. And it could be client or community, by the way. I also think of communities this way as well. So adaptation is discernment and little tiny shifts to test what works and what doesn't work. And I love adapting. I am like the shapeshifter of all time. So it is like (laughs) my favorite thing. It's like, wow, that didn't work that time. So let's try this this time. (laughs) And I do adapt. 
on pretty much everything, including today's show. It's great. In my business, I call it <clears throat> rolling with the punches. So I don't know anything about boxing, but I have adopted this phrase, this term from boxing. When someone hits you, you don't go against the punch. Mm. You roll with the punch and it's a lot less mm. severe. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things that I do, if you guys don't know what, what my business is, is I coach podcasters. And so I help them find advertising. I help them launch their shows. I do a lot of things in, in that realm. And I also do a bunch of my own podcasts and advertising, things like that. And so inevitably, if you've got something going on with your show, that's not working or an advertiser, it's not happy or whatever the thing is, the worst thing to do is to go against it. Right. And, and to kind of blow things up and, you know, make it even worse. We've, I, we've talked about this on the show before, right? Yeah, like you could have a, a bad experience. It can ruin your whole day, or you could have a bad experience and say that kind of sucked, but I'm just going to try to learn something from that. And I'm not going to let that snowball into something else. Right. And so for me, it's that it's that whole idea of it's the same thing as, you know, adjusting, pivoting, all this kind of stuff. It's like that didn't work. Just what Lindsay said, that didn't work. But it's also an opportunity to try something else. And I think if you have that kind of mentality of, OK, I don't know everything, you know, even in podcasting, I've been podcasting for 17 years. I don't know everything about podcasting. The industry is constantly changing. So if I come into that space saying, well, you know, I've been doing this a long time, but things are changing and I need to continue to learn. I need to continue to go to conferences. I need to continue to read and, you know, watch videos or do whatever, you know, connect with other people in the space. You just become a lot more adaptable. It's like, okay. And it can be fun. So, you know, I, I think that's, that, that's kind of the whole thing here is when we get stuck in that mindset of, we know everything and people can't, no one wants mm. to work with that person, by the way. The person that, and they're the worst bosses too, <laughs> because right. they know everything already and they're not willing to adapt. And so as a boss, as an entrepreneur, if you do have some people that you're working with that, you know, or your colleagues or, you know, you're their boss, that's the worst mentality to have is that you're stuck in the mud and you know everything. So, you know, taking in other people's ideas and adapting because you're not necessarily doing their job, they're doing their job. And there may be a better way to do that job, or they may see something else in the business that could be fixed. You know, I, I mentioned earlier, I now have an assistant to help me <clears throat> and I'm always going to her going, what can we do better here? Is there something that, mm -hmm. you know, in your job and the stuff that you're doing, you know, can we modify this document so it's easier for you? Can we do this? And it's always an open dialogue. I think that's so important. But as an entrepreneur, yes, like just with that interview we had earlier, you know, she had to adjust year from year. At one point, zero was a good number for her. Like most people <laughs> would say, that's not hey, a good number. Yes. Hey, I, I'm not negative. <laughs> I'm a zero. <laughs> she's adjusting because she's passionate about mm -hmm. what she's doing. So that's cool. Well, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the wisdom. I'm going to the wisdom of Ario Speedwagon. Roll with the changes. Yeah, yeah. You got to, you got to keep on rolling. Okay. Don't sing. No. Don't sing. I do not sing. Okay. Keep on rolling. Okay. Oh, okay. Wait, no. wait, wait. Keep on rolling. Do not sing. No sing. No sing. Uh, think about that. Uh, Are you yeah. wisdom? For those of you that are young, Ario Speedwagon was a band that's still around. We're old now. 
Uh, they're my age. I digress. Uh, so keep on rolling. And I would say for one example, for those of you watching with this show, I happen to live part time near Lindsay and Shay in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. And so I needed to create an entire studio to do Underwired in New Smyrna Beach because I needed to roll with the changes of location and still keep my passion and my commitment to this fabulous show. So sometime you just have to say, how can I make it work? That's that adaption. It's not like it was wrong in my Denver studio, except kind of maybe last show was a little challenging. I digress. But <laughs> now in my Denver fabulous studio, it is awesome. And my new Smyrna studio was even better than Denver until recently. So again, you got to, you got to oh, keep no. on roll. Everybody, chorus, keep on roll. Dance party. Dance party. Uh, <laughs> with the changes. You've got oh to. Okay. We're so going to get Aria's Sorry. wagon on our show. That's it. That's we did not use the stinger without musical rights, but my singing, you got it. You got it. You got there it. you go. <laughs> well, you you heard it here first, folks. It's about keep on rolling and rolling with the punches, as you will learn from your experiences. I love this, and for myself, it's really, adapting is about really being okay with not knowing, right? Like yeah. being okay and not beating yourself up with the not knowing. It's just like be in the moment of uh, don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, right yeah. now. I know we have a wow. Wow segment, and I'm not sure who that is. And wow stands for Woman of Wonder. <laughs> I wonder who it is. It is time for the Woman of Wonder. Yeah, baby. Thank you. This is so fun. I'm actually really, I'm loving this whole show. I got to tell you, this is entrepreneurship on fire because we're just living it right now. You just got to go with it. And look at how much fun we have together. You know, that's the other thing about entrepreneuring. Do it with somebody you love, truthfully. That yep. is, it's just so much more fun. Mm -hmm. So I have the extreme pleasure of introducing our Woman of Wonder today. Uh, her name is Jan Barlow, and she is the founder of a company called BetterJobFit.org. Um, but that's not really who Jan is, other than she is an entrepreneur and she's a founder. She is a catalyst and a facilitator of change. And this woman was guided to create an entire summit for disruptors just like us. And it's called the Human Revolution Disruptors Summit. And you'll hear more about that in the interview that we've got with Jan. And I'll tell you more about it as soon as we roll the tape. Hey, I have this wonderful opportunity to share with everyone our woman of wonder this week. And uh, Jan Barlow is a really good friend of mine, but also an incredible entrepreneur. And we've shared a lot of stories, haven't we, Jan, about oh, entrepreneuring? Lots of stories. <laughs> I want to take a moment just to introduce Jan, and then I'm going to have her tell us the story of how she started in entrepreneurship. Uh, Jan is currently the CEO of Better Job Fit. And I just got to say, I love your process and how you help people find their purpose and passion and find the job that sometimes is starting a company. The, the way that they want to do it themselves. Um, but I know you to be the kind of person who is a leader of industries and a person who is a leader of people. So tell our audience how you got started as an entrepreneur. My mom was an entrepreneur. She owned her own uh, hair salon. And um, what's interesting, I have a brother who has cerebral palsy. So, you know, her having her own business and being able to care for my brother, et cetera, kind of is in my DNA. 
But I think it started when um, uh, I was 10 and I created, uh, I guess, those Jerry Lewis telethons. I got excited, right? I love them every year. Well, and also having my brother have cerebral palsy, I had um, a network. I put together a carnival in my neighborhood as a fundraiser to, you know, you know, get money and, and be able to donate that to the Jerry Lewis Foundation. So I think that's really where it started. I just remember charging a quarter for, and I created all these games in the backyard, you know, with a ladder and a, and a, you know, a jar or a bucket and take a wooden, um, what do you call it, a, a clothes pin and drop it off from the top of the, top of the ladder. So I just kind of made these little stations and, I love it. And went from there and just through college. And uh, even though I had a job, right, I, I've always had a side gig. Yeah. My own business, right? So, yeah. Um, I think so many people can relate to that. Do you know that sometimes being an entrepreneur is something very simple? You know, we know that the lemonade kid from Dallas, Texas, who started, you know, his whole lemonade stand empire. And there are so many kids I've worked with too, young people who have started something just because it was their passion. I think that's the heart of an entrepreneur. And I know that's something that's important to you. You know, talk about where's your heart today as the entrepreneur that you are living in Texas? What are you up to? Tell tell everybody. Well, I got to tell you, in 2020, um, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Uh, we, you know, as a nonprofit, um, we started serving veterans in foster care in, um, uh, you know, creating jobs and permanent placements and um, internships. So our professionals were our community, right? We were helping match the stakeholders with the HR people and jobs. So I just kind of, they were my peeps, you know, because a little community, but I kind of saw in 2020, they were not getting what they wanted or the support they needed when it came from their own industry. So I created an event, virtual event in 2020 to support them. Um, and then in 2021 and up to now, really we've crossed industries and positions, just really a virtual and in-person event all around, uh, reimagining work and life. So yeah, I started that, right? That's just beautiful too. And I think that whole notion of reimagining work and life, that's the future of entrepreneurship. You know, we've been doing a lot of companies and we've created a lot of value in the world monetarily and emotionally and even spiritually for many entrepreneurs. Uh, Tell everybody about your Human Revolution Disruptors Summit, because I think this really is where the future of entrepreneurs uh, and entrepreneuring is going to be. Absolutely. This year's theme is collaboration, right? So it's not a C-O-L-L, it's C-A-L-L, collaboration. We're fe- you know, being called to come together, right? Mm-hmm. And to really, you know, from our purpose and sense of purpose, we're coming together across industries and positions um, really to become a force multiplier. And that's going to be, you know, we'll have virtual experiences leading up to the in-person experience, but it's really that force multiplier and creating that momentum around reimagine work and life. So we have several different topics 
bridging the gap between academia and the workforce. I'm really excited this year because you mentioned our Lakeside Lemonade Kid, but we have a couple of other young entrepreneurs, meaning their age, um, they started at age eight. And now we have uh, a couple of them that are starting their second business. They're not in high school yet. Like they're just now starting high school. So when you ask them, hey, well, you don't ask them what do they want to be when they grow up. They are, yeah. right? They are now. They they are. It's not a destination. They're living who they are now. The reality of what's happening between entrepreneurship and employees, right? Yeah. It's a it's a tax category. Sorry, it's all it is. <laughs> it's not a it's not a definition of who people are. No, no, for sure. Well, Jan Barlow, you truly are an exemplar, a woman of wonder. You have done so many amazing things, and you've given back to the communities that you serve so many times over. It's unbelievable. We're so delighted to have you with us. And if you're out there in the audience and you're interested in becoming an innovator, an imagineer, an imaginal, uh, a person who just dreams of the future and wants to make our lives better, both at work and at home, join the human resource, or, sorry, ooh, I said it wrong, <laughs> the Human Revolution Disruptors Summit, which is going to be in Dallas, Texas, right, Jan? In October yeah. of 2023. So how can they find you? They can go to HR Disruptors, and that's with an E-R. So H-R-D-I-S-R-U-P-T-E-R-S Summit, S-U-M-M-I-T dot com. Yay. Well, thank you so much again and continue to do great work in the world. We just love you at Underwired, and we're just thrilled that you're one of our sisters. So thank you, my friend. I love you, too. I just love the fact that Jan is a disruptor, like all of us. Yes. yes. And it was <laughs> such a great time meeting with her. I, I would really encourage you all to, if you're out there, check out the Disruptor Summit. It's going to be super fun. I unfortunately do not get to be there this year because my daughter is disrupting my life by having a wedding <laughs> the same weekend. <laughs> So go figure, I don't get to be at the Disruptor Summit, but I am going to be hosting some of the virtual events in anticipation of the summit. So super excited about that. And I'm really excited to have Jan with us. What do you guys think? So oh, I love I... that word. I love oh, go ahead. Disruptor. Go ahead, Shay. Sorry, Sunny. I love the I'll word disruptor. I I'm going to disrupt you. <laughs> this is all good. Because that's... I, I just feel like that's what we're in this mode of right now is right is we're raising up uh, like you you your word imaginals you're we're raising up disruptors so I love that she's yeah. using that Sunny go take it go, Sunny, go. <laughs> I wanted to share a quick story because Jan was talking about like the lemonade stand and young kids yeah. and as you guys know I, I do a lot of um, podcasts about families and kids and stuff like that and I wanted to share a quick story because. Uh, this is a great example of entrepreneurialism uh, that my kids just did yesterday. So my girls, I've got twin girls, I've got four kids total, uh, two girls, and um, they have a book fair coming up at 
school where you can purchase books and things like that. We hardly ever give money for the book fair because I'm not really crazy about what's in most of the books, but the kids like to go and they like to spend money. And so yesterday, my girls thought ahead and they said, mommy, can we have a lemonade stand today? Because we just got, bought uh, a, you know, a whole bag of like fresh lemons and stuff. And they love to make freshly squeezed lemonade. So they said, hey, can we do this? And they did. They got together with a couple other kids in the neighborhood. They went door to door. <laughs> so not even just a stand. Yes. They went door to door and offered people fresh lemonade. And the group total, I mean, it was, it was my girls and a, a few other kids made $76 in two hours. Wow. Awesome. Wow. So, so don't, you know, Fantastic. don't undermine the kids. The kids are so important. Like encourage oh, so that kind yeah. of vibe with your yes. kids and, and they're going to use their portion of that money to do the books and you know, whatever they're going to buy at the book fair. So I and just then they can buy, maybe they could buy a lemonade vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Here we go. Here we roll go with on. the changes. Roll, oh roll, roll. You got to roll no. with the changes. Sorry. We're all rolling again, and it must be time to move on to our commercial break, which we will do right now. And we'll be back, everybody. See you in a minute. This is Real Talk. We discuss important issues impacting our world and how we as humanity can come together, overcome our obstacles, and move forward towards a bright and beautiful future. Welcome back to Underwired. We have been talking about the B word of busy, the R word of risk, and A word of adapt, and had an amazing wow woman. So now we're going on to drum roll. The male. <laughs> we need uh, better special effects, I think, for the I, drum roll next time. So we're heading into the we're male actually, segment. <clears throat> we're going to outside the box next. Oh, okay. Next Let's go to outside the box. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Not confused. The male. We're confusing the my ah! today. We're going to switch we, stuff up. We're going to disrupt the, male, the whole show today. Here we the go. The male confused the male. Mike. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, God. Learning to adapt. Learning to adapt. Oh, this is very outside the box for us. Okay, so we have been talking about entrepreneurship. Sometimes you need a break. This is this is my lead in. This is how I'm going to make this work, ladies. Sometimes you need a break from being an entrepreneur and just need to focus on the good things, the positive, the fun things in your life, the things that make you happy, so that you can go back and do more work and be more productive as an entrepreneur. So that's kind of what our segment today is about outside the box. I had an awesome opportunity to escape um, my work, just my my day-to-day -day life and to go on a little trip with my family on spring break. We went to a couple different places, but the last stop was at this beautiful hotel. Um, and it the cool thing about it is that it's an indoor water park. So I don't know if you guys mm. have heard of Great Wolf Lodge before. Yeah. There's a bunch of locations. Colorado. Okay. <laughs> is there one in Colorado? Okay. Yes, so they're all over the place. I even think there's one in Canada, but it's primarily U.S. and Canada. And we just had a blast. And the whole time we had our little GoPro camera. I had my iPhone oh. taking video because that's yes. what I do. And we just want to show you some of the fun that we had. So take a look. Let's go. Hi, everybody. Here's Danny. <laughs> We're here at Great Wolf Lodge. We just pulled up for our little family vacay for a couple of days. 
Everyone wanna say hi. Hi. Oh, you guys are all so shy. There are actually 18 Great Wolf Lodge locations. This is the one in Garden Grove, which is near Anaheim. It is huge. There's 604 rooms. This is a lobby. It's mammoth. And then they also have all these different restaurants on location. Hi there. Um, we are just about to check in, but I was told we could come here and get our wolf ears. We have six people total. Do we what? Oh, we have to howl. Okay, okay. Okay, who's gonna? Okay, on the count of three, we'll do it. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, all right. Thank you. Now that we are officially checked in, it's time to get a glimpse of the water park, which is the main reason that we're here and bring our stuff up to the room. Kid cabin. So we did upgrade our room. This is pretty sweet. This is called a wolf den, specifically for kids. So there is a twin bed on one side and then a bunk bed and then one of our kids slept out in the other room with us. Okay, this is why we are here. This is a 105,000 square foot water park. There are 14 crazy slides and four pools. So right there you see kind of a lazy river. So if you get really tired and you need a break, go in the lazy river. <laughs> there is also a wave pool right there, which is great for the whole family. Now, as I'm recording this, it's first thing in the morning, people are still waking up, but they're still grabbing the rafts and they're hitting some of the big slides because these will get very busy later on. And there is a bit of climbing to do, as you can see. Sometimes you do have to carry your rafts up, but I promise you, it's totally worth it. When you were no. going down the slides, how did you, you just held it? Yeah, no. So I had like a little stick in one of the slides. You can see my son going down with like a little stick. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't do a ton of that. I was the one like going, okay, let me just get this on dry land. And then it was like, <laughs> the kids, you know, they can do so much stuff. So, yeah. Oh, that was fabulous. You've thrown down the gauntlet now for segments, man. <laughs> I'm like feeling like, well, I could turn on my camera. You know, man, then I got to get out my GoPro, put it on my head and go find some things. Awesome. But it's important. It's important to take that kind of break. And then and, and it really helped refresh us. Like when I came back to work, I was doing the news. I guess it was Monday. Like, you know, I just felt refreshed. I was like, oh, this is so nice. So just a reminder to all the entrepreneurs out there. Take some time. Go be with your pack. You like how I, I build that in? Yeah. Go be with your pack. Put some rejuvenate. Ears on. <laughs> yes. And then come back and you'll be a stronger entrepreneur. 
So on that note, let's uh, go ahead into our mailbag segment. We hear from you guys. So, <laughs> because because it's got a very beautiful, fancy picture of me. So I'm going to ask myself this question. <laughs> Your clothes are super cute. Do you oh design everything yourself? Well, actually, uh, yes, I make the art, but I also collaborate with other artists. It's called Art on Purpose. Art will save the world. Where art be happy. Uh, so, yeah, so I make some of the art, and we're also gathering collaborators from all over the world. So, uh, yeah, get yourself some. Artonpurpose.us. Shameless plug. Let's go to question number two. Go, Sunny. Oh, do you want me to do it? Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'll do my own. Oh, okay. So how many kids does Sunny have? We have each hundreds. I know. Each time she tells a story, she mentions a different name. So have you guys seen that show, 18 Kids and Counting? No. <laughs> no. I'm clean. No. You saw them all, actually. It's a good question because you guys just saw them all in that video. Uh, so there's four. There's only four. I got two boys, two girls. My boys were born first, and then I have my girls, my identical twins. And that's it. So six people total. I have a golden doodle and hopefully another golden doodle on the way. So we'll be at oh, eight. Yay. Yeah. More on that, that to come. That is enough. More on that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Roll with the changes there, Sonny. Add another golden doodle. Yeah. Take yeah, it back in that right. minivan. You know, fits right there in the minivan. We got the van, and your husband seems to be awesome. <laughs> He's very handsome, I'd like to say. Oh, very, well, thank you very much. Nice to meet him. <laughs> okay, and our third question. I'll, okay, I'll ask well, it. Uh, I'll oh. ask it. I I know so many wow women. Is there a way to nominate someone? Well, thank you, Andy. That's a really great question. I do believe there is a way to nominate. Is there? Yeah, there is. So I'll go ahead and take this, which kind of rolls into the next yes. thing that we wanted to talk about. So we have a Telegram channel, okay? And on our Telegram channel, this is it. So you can find us. You can search for Underwired. Underwired Live is the official handle. And we are going to be posting lots of stuff. This is a great way to connect with us, to join in in various discussions we're going to be having on the show because we're going to post those discussions beforehand. We'll ask you guys questions. That's a great way to get involved. So so look for the conversation about wow women and nominations for wow women because we we do know a lot of amazing women but that's a really good point we would love to hear from you guys as well so look for that comment under that and we may reach out to you to get some more information so we can reach out to them but Very wait beautiful. there's more but wait there's more okay if you do suggest a wow women if you do send us some mail Lindsay andriotti and her kindness club has created a fab fab fabulous collector's coin so we do have swag we will send you some things we even have some underwired stickers you know we got some good stuff so please participate with us we would love to have you in the mix so you can roll with the changes gotcha gotcha <laughs> Okay. We're rolling this on out as we're wrapping it all together. That's so right. thank you guys for watching, for listening, for participating. And you can watch our episodes of Underwired on underwirelive.com and unitednetwork.tv. Underwired also available on a platform as a podcast on all your pod podcast platforms. To participate in our show, follow us on Telegram, and we will see you next time. Woohoo! The crowd goes wild. Peace out, everybody. Love, Love you guys. Yay. See you Bye. soon. We'll be back. I just want to love you.